Awesome guest coming up. Hang tight. Hey, welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. And man, I've got somebody like, <laughs> we'll have a lot of fun with this interview. I've got a guy coming in all the way from Anchorage, Alaska. My buddy, Jerry Feta. Jerry, welcome to the show, man. Hey, Ken, what's going on? Thanks for having me on today. Dude, I'm excited. Like you, I, I you know, we didn't even talk about igloos yet. It's a thing, man. Not for me, but it's a thing. Is it really a thing? It's not up there. If you get far enough north, like it's it's maybe a thing. Up here, Anchorage is like a really small, cold Seattle. Oh, really? With less things to do. It's that's kind of Anchorage. <laughs> I lived in Seattle, man. I love Seattle. So so um so, dude, like. You and I have, I mean, we've never, I don't think we've met face to face. Have this we? This is our first, this is our first verbal conversation. We've done, we've done texting. Uh, before. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But this um, is the way to do it. This is the way to open it up. It really is, man. I've met, like I've interviewed over 200 entrepreneurs and celebrities from all over the world. Um, and, and it's been amazing. It's been absolutely amazing hearing everybody's story. And here's the thing, man. I think that, um, Hey, Jason Alt's on here. What's up, What's Jay? up Jason? What's going on, bro? So, um, you know, I think that by hearing people, hearing our stories, your story of how you hit these, these obstacles in life and you busted through them and figured out a way around or under or through or whatever. I think that it empowers other people, man. And so that's what this is about. So, yeah. you know, let's start off with um, telling everyone where you were born and raised. Start there. Yeah. So I was born, um, as far as I know, I was born in, in Helena, Montana, and uh, I lived there till I was about five. Um, and then we moved up here to Alaska when I was five or six years old. And I've been here ever since. I spent about a year in Minnesota, but this has pretty much been my home since. So uh, childhood, uh, very outdoorsy. Uh, my dad was military, so that's what brought us up here. And uh, yeah. So Alaska. I mean, what what percentage of the world do you think has actually been to Alaska? It's got to be small. It's got to be little. We get a lot of, in the summertime, we get a lot of tourism from like Europe and Asia. Um, do you really, but it seems like none of the U S like the United <laughs> States population just doesn't want any part of it. <laughs> like, dude, it is way up there. I've looked at it on a map and went, it's for, it's, it's further than Canada. Yeah. You can get all the way up to, uh, so I'm on like, like, so this, this is the, the trick. Alaska kind of looks like this. You go upside down. It's like, it's like that. Okay. Right. So I'm like right here. Oh my gosh. And, uh, yeah, if you get super far north, like that's where they have like the six months of darkness in a row and then six months of daylight in a row. They got polar bears. Like, like that's a thing they told us about in, in uh, high school is like, if you, you go up to like Barrow, 
uh, they literally have like sharpshooters waiting for polar bears and wolves to attack. And it's like, you just Jeez. stay inside. Are you serious? I don't, I don't know why people would live that far north. Like people think I'm crazy for Anchorage, but it's like, that's crazy. Dude, I, when I, I was talking to you, I don't even remember what time it was when we were chatting and I asked you to be on the show, but I'm like, I, it was like five in the afternoon here. I'm like, what is it? Six in the morning there or something? Like, you're like, no, we're <laughs> only four hours different, man. But that's still thing, a lot. It's a lot. And it's, it's kind of a, an advantage and a disadvantage. Cause it's still like, I've got most of my day left when other people are like wrapping up for the evening. Yeah. So that's, we have that going for us. And the other thing I always tell people too, is that the stuff up in Alaska that can kill you, you can see all of it coming well before it happens. So like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> hear me out this on this, Ken. I'm cool. I'm cool being killed by a bear. Cause it's like, all right, touche. I don't want it like a, a, a spider, a snake that cheap shots me while I'm in bed. That's right. not how I want to go out. Right. Is that an so, issue in Alaska? Spiders and snakes that can kill you? We have none of them up here. It's too cold. So it's yeah. like, it's like if something's going to get me, like it was a fair fight. I knew about it a hundred <laughs> yards before it happened. You said it was a fair fight against a polar bear. That's not a fair <laughs> fight, dude. <laughs> no Jeez. chump shots. Yeah, dude, that is crazy. So, so, um, like right now it's uh noon, little afternoon there, right? Yeah. 12, 19. Okay. What's the temperature? Right now, I think it's negative 10 nah. Fahrenheit. Minus 10 Fahrenheit right now at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Let me pull it up so I can, I can get proof for those that, that don't believe it. Uh, let's see, weather app. Dude, you what, did you ride a snowmobile to work? <laughs> I didn't. Negative, so I was, I was wrong. It's negative three. Oh, um, heat wave. Which is still, heat wave. still cold. That's uh, pretty cool. It feels, it feels like negative 10. Oh my God. So let's just man. call it negative 10. It feels that's, like it. That's insane, man. So, so, okay. You realize that there's a lot of people like our buddy Grant Cardone. They, they do a lot of business in Miami where it, it stays somewhat warm throughout the whole year. Right? Like, yeah, it's nice. What's like, what's keeping you in Anchorage, man? It's just kind of where I've been. We're, we're probably going to do some expansion throughout the country this year, but um, right. I have a, a pretty big power base up here. This is kind of where I started my business. And uh, I, I, I never like to quit. So I always like kind of my mindset is when I finally leave Anchorage, it's going to be because we, we did what we needed to do up here and then moved wow. on to the next place. What's the population in Anchorage? Uh, I think 300,000. Really? So it's decent. But the, the population for the state is 700,000. So we have like half of them just in Anchorage. 700,000 for the whole state. Yeah. Wow. That's insane, dude. Okay. So, so you went to school there, I assume. You went to grade school and middle school, high school, all that, right? Yeah, I did all of that up here. Okay. And your, your dad was in the military, so you probably weren't brought up in, in, a, in a very strict environment at all. It was pretty, it was pretty regimented, not like, um, not like David Goggins regimented, but right. like definitely like hard work was a thing. Schedules were a thing, yeah. you know, integrity was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did you do as a kid having a military father? Um, I mean, did you get in any trouble? Did you have any big things that like, I was in you trouble my entire childhood, man, but yeah. like, 
What about you? So I've I've never done well with response or with uh, not responsibility with leadership. I've never done well with having people tell me what to do. Uh, um, and maybe that's a result of, of growing up in a military family. So I, I always have been the person that if you tell me not to do something, I'm probably going to do it just to make you upset. Yeah. Um, so I did get in quite a bit of trouble. We grew up, I grew up in a town called Big Lake. So there's maybe 5,000 people in Big Lake. And uh, my high school, there was, uh, I think, 62 kids in my graduating class. And so it was a really like tight knit. Everyone knew everybody. We all went to the same churches and schools. And uh, I was I was the one that drove my car on the sidewalk and, you know, vandalized things. And, and it was never uh, ill-intentioned, but it was just boredom. Like I, I was looking to go have a good time and I was going to do it through pranks and, and being reckless. Wow. So, so um, did you like, so this is all in big lakes, you said? Yeah, big lake. Big lake, big lake, Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, just to say that sounds weird to me. I'm just going to be honest, man. Just to say, talking to a dude that's not an Eskimo that lives in Alaska. That's crazy to me. Yeah. So, so, okay. So, um, did you go like after high school, I assume you graduated. Yeah. And then you went on to college. Did you go to college? No college for me. So I did, Whoa. um, I, I did high school. Um, I hated school. Like that was, that was something from probably ninth grade onward. I was a smart kid in middle school. Yeah. And so I was I straight A's, straight A's, straight A's, ninth grade, straight A's, 10th grade. When I got straight A's, I realized they were just going to keep giving me more. And I was like, well, I don't want to do the same thing again. Like that was, I didn't like it the first time. Why would I, if they're going to keep doing it, I'm just going to stop. So I, at that point I hated school. It was C student did the bare minimum to get out. And uh, right. my dream was actually, uh, initially it was to be an NBA basketball player when I was like 10 or 11. And for, for me, our sports teams were terrible at my school. So I got into bodybuilding, individual sport. What the work I put in was the work I was going to see the results of. Yeah. So I was going to be a personal trainer. And as soon as I graduated my senior year, I literally got my diploma, left and trained my first client. And so I did that instead of college for about a year and a half. In, bo in bodybuilding or, or just general fitness? Um, just general fitness. I did okay. uh, semi-professional bodybuilding, I think until 2012. Uh, okay. And then I realized there's no money in, to be made it unless you're, you're national huge. Like uh, they do the Arnold Classic out there in Columbus. So yeah. if you're at that level, it's a thing. If you're below that level, it's kind of hard. Yeah, yeah. And is there really good money in it or just, I don't even it's know. Like, it's like if you're maybe top 10, there's good money. And okay. if, if you're not, it's like you get to basically you get paid an average wage to work out and eat supplements. So for the right, right person, that's perfect. Um, yeah. yeah. But you wanted more. I wanted a lot more. Yeah. And and so you got, you got, I mean, and okay. So in, in high school, you're driving your car on the sidewalks and raising hell and all that, having fun. Um, at least from a teenager's perspective, yeah. right? So now, now you see those kids today and you're like, you're an idiot. <laughs> like what is wrong with you? I did that same crap. Stop it now. But like, like, you know, like, so here you, I mean, dude, hanging out with your friends, your buddies in, in high school and all that. I mean, did you ever like have those conversations? Like, man, when I turn 18, I'm getting, it's, it's, 
the middle of the day and it's minus 10 outside. I'm moving to somewhere warm with a beach. Did you ever have that thought or conversation? Yeah, I wanted to move to Hawaii. That was like probably 10th, 11th grade. Like that was the, I've never yeah. been there. It was like the nicest thing I could think of was like, I bet Hawaii is the place. Yeah. It's warmer for sure. Yeah. Right. So, so here you get, so you get out of high school and what was the, so you, that's when you started doing the, the personal training thing. Yeah. So I became a trainer, um, at a gym here and I was doing bodybuilding, uh, got married right after high school. So married my high school sweetheart. Okay. Um, and so we kind of started our life together. So I did the training thing for about a year and a half. Okay. And, um, was that as an employee at, at a gym or were you self-employed? How, how did that go down? It was like employee management. Um, okay. so I started out as an employee. I was 18. So I got in, um, I, <laughs> I didn't even have a certification. I was just really good at working out and, and training. So they hired me and I think 90 days into it, they made me the the head personal trainer. Um, which with I thought no, with no, really certifi important. no certification, none whatsoever. Nice. Yeah. So I did that. Uh, once they made me the head head personal trainer, um, I didn't really know what that meant. What that meant was that I got paid a lot less money to do a lot more work. Um, and that was yeah. kind of when I got, you know, like dissatisfied. I realized like, oh, I don't want to do this for the next 20 years. Yeah, no, that's no fun. So you, you um, did that for a year and a half out of high school. So now you're 20 <laughs> probably yeah. ish. Um, what was next? So I got into uh, financial services when I was about 19. Okay. And so what happened was uh, my, one of my, my, actually one of my high school English teachers, kind of weird looking back on it, but it worked out. Uh, he was in a, in a group called Primerica and it's kind of like insurance slash investment slash multi-level marketing. Um, and he had recruited me into that. So one day I, I had closed the, the biggest personal training package in the gym. It was like $4,000. Uh, and I was super proud of it. I was like, man, I bet I'm going to make like a couple hundred bucks for closing this package. And I go and I check and I made $30. Oh, and I was kind of like, I was like, what? And so I texted my guy, Scott. He's the one that was in Primerica at that time. And I was like, hey, Scott, if I sold something with you for $4,000, how much would I make? And he's like, well, you probably make at least half. So I'm sitting there thinking I was like two grand, $30. I'm not into finances. I'm not really like, I, I wasn't like super, super passionate about that, but I was like, well, like it's an opportunity and I don't have a degree and it's better than what I'm doing now. Let me go check it out. So I got, I got started there. Yeah. On a $4,000 deal, you made 30 bucks, 30 bucks. Why? Oh, <laughs> why? Why would they keep so much of it? And you're doing all the work. Yeah. That was what I thought. So I was like, I'm out. Wow. Yeah. See ya. So, so you got into Primerica. Yeah. Um, which is insurance and what? Finance. Insurance, uh, mutual funds, annuities. Okay. And then they have like the kind of multi-level network marketing component. So you're okay. kind of recruiting and building a team. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and is that what you still do? No. So I did that for, um, two or three years. I think I did that for about two years and, uh, you know, I got licensed. I learned a lot there met a lot of great people. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, for me, I kind of realized, and this is just, a, a looking back, what I've seen is that if you don't have it, you don't have it. 
Right. And I mean that from like a motivational, like, like certain people just aren't gonna. And right. I didn't know that until I started recruiting these large numbers of people. And I was like, man, I don't know why, like, why aren't they working like I'm working? And I finally realized like, they just aren't gonna, they don't want to, and it's not for them. And yeah. at that point I was like, well, it kind of was like the sports thing, you know, wanted to be in basketball and football. When I realized the team wasn't working as hard as I was, that was when I kind of made my own move and all right, I'm going to go independent and, and do this myself, yeah. get as far as I can get. And then I'll think about maybe building something up later. Wow. So, so, so you, you let, you ended up leaving Primerica and again, network mark, like the, the network marketing piece of it, um, like the way to really make money probably is getting people on your team or in your downline, getting them to, to work. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is tough sometimes. It can be. And it's, yeah. it's, uh, I don't want to call it a disadvantage, but it's a little bit of a, of a, like it's a numbers game. So if you live in a really small community, yeah. um, it's going to, it's, it's going to be harder because you know, news spreads fast when you have a town of 5,000 people. Right. Right. So, so you, um, you ended up getting out of Primerica. Um, and, and, and by uh, along the way, I mean, how old were you when you got married to your high school sweetheart? I was 19. 19. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you're married and uh, do you have kids? No kids. We've okay. got a couple of dogs. A couple of dogs. Okay. Do you have kids now? No kids, still just a couple of dogs. Okay. It's okay. been an experiment. We're like, if we can keep these alive, we're going to try some kids next. Dude, they're not going to live forever. <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so you, um, so, so you had, um, you, so you got married, you're, you're doing the, um, the, the primerica thing, you're a year and a half in and you realize this, this is not where the, the, the real joy and happiness and big bucks is going to be. Um, and so you leave there right. and get into what? So I leave there still in the same industry. I, I basically went independent. So I didn't have a, a Primerica per se. I was my own company at that point. Okay. Um, so I'm still doing all the same products, all of the same services. I just had more, more control over how I was going to do it. Gotcha. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. you, um, so you, I, so you, you are in the same business. Yeah. And you, but that's gotta be hard. Cause you didn't have a big giant company backing you. Right. Like, yeah, it was a little bit, um, just cause there's not like, when you think finances, you think like Merrill Lynch and Morgan Stanley and, you know, Edward Jones, even Primerica is a pretty, pretty substantial sized company. Sure. Um, so that was, that was kind of, you know, a little bit of an oddball thing. So what I did is I latched onto um, Dave Ramsey's brand. So he okay. had a program called Endorsed Local Provider. And so I became an endorsed local provider okay. uh, and really pushed on that hard. I pushed on that. I think we got up to like seven or eight states that we got endorsed in. And that was kind of where I, I adopted the credibility that I might have from Merrill Lynch. Instead, yeah. it was here's Dave Ramsey. And so I'm going to use his, his coattails per se to give my brand more strength than it probably had at that time. And so where did it go from there? Where, how did it go at that point? It went well. So um, we started, so I started going independent. I started that in Alaska. 
And so with okay. Dave, uh, they go by territories. And so they didn't have an Alaska territory. They had a, a territory in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Okay. And uh, it was maybe 10, 10 or 12 leads a month guaranteed that, you know, they were going to come in from the radio show. And the idea is that they're, they're marketed to well enough and educated well enough that they basically will do whatever Dave says. And so Dave says, go find this guy and put your money in a mutual fund with them. By golly, that's exactly what they're going to do. Wow. So um, that's 10 leads a month, by the way, is like instant six figures. So I was maybe doing 30, 40. And so we signed this deal in St. Cloud, uh, ended up, you know, ended up moving to Minnesota. The, the middle of that story was a lot more turbulent than the move after. Um, so I was commuting every two weeks from Alaska to Minnesota, Alaska to Jeez. Minnesota. It was terrible. I and, guess. Uh, and so that was, that was, uh, what sparked the move is the last trip I went down and, um, it was like, uh, uh, I think it was February. I want to say February of 2014 or 15. Mm -hmm. And we had a V, uh, a VW Passat at the time that broke down just literally days before my trip. And I had everything, you know, set aside on my bank. It was like $2,500 that I was going to be able to go down there get my ticket, get all that stuff. And then come back up mm -hmm. and the car breaks down and it costs $2,500. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and I already had appointments on the books. So I already had like four or five, six appointments ready for me when I got down there. So that was my, that was the story of my first credit card. So I got the credit card. I was a Dave Ramsey guy. So I thought I was going to go to hell immediately. Right. And, uh, <laughs> I right. charged, I charged a one way, uh, plane ticket on that credit card, bought my hotel room and rented a car from budget. And, uh, I went down there had no money. And basically I had to close a deal or I was not coming back home. Oh and my uh, God. that was, that was when I first, like, that was when I first realized in business that I could control my performance. Jeez, like, dude. Three, three days into it, we're in, I'm in St. Cloud all by myself. Lexi's in Alaska. She has no idea about any of this. Um, oh my God. I'm in three days in the hotel. That night it was expiring. The rental car already did expire. So I had budget calling me, leaving voicemails about how when you rent a car and don't bring it back, it's called theft and they're about to call the cops <laughs> and all this great stuff. And uh, I had like two appointments left. And so I got on YouTube and I just started watching everything I could sales related. That's actually where I found Grant Cardone is, is he was the one I listened to that right. day and I implemented what he told me and I closed the deal the next day that brought me back, got my ticket, went home didn't have to be homeless in the middle of nowhere in, in February, Minnesota. And you've got the rental car company threatening to call the police. Yeah. Just a little cherry on top. Dude. So, so, uh, okay. So here you are trapped in Minnesota. I've been trapped in Minnesota, dude. One time, one night, one night. Yeah. Yeah, I it's was there at Delta. Delta screwed up my flight coming back from Vegas and 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 ended up having to spend the night. I'd never even been in Minnesota in my life. And I spent the night there the first time I was there in Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, and it was cold, man. It was like I just come it's from like, Vegas. It was like yeah. it was yeah. like 75 degrees in Vegas. I get to Minnesota. I don't have a coat. Why do you need a coat? You're in Vegas. Well, yeah. in Minnesota, it was like 37 or something and I, I'm waiting on an Uber and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> like, yeah. so, so, so here, so you're, you're, you're trapped in Minnesota and how many appointments had you ran in that short amount of time? I think I had done like four of the appointments I had on the schedule and, and you're closing nothing. 
Zero. Nothing. Zero. A few of them even canceled. So that was like, yeah, disheartening. And and, and you open a credit card against what Dave Ramsey and Jesus believe. And, and you, you, <laughs> so you got this credit card. Your wife doesn't even know about all this. Yeah. And, 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 oh dear God. So, so, and then all of a sudden you're like, I, I got to figure out how to sell or I am so screwed. And you come across Grant Cardone on YouTube which is where I came across Grant Cardone. Um, yeah. But but you come across Grant Cardone, you implement his strategies the next day and you close deals. Yep, I closed the deal. And uh, basically wow. that got me a ticket home. Wow. And, and that's then, when we moved. Oh, then you moved to Minnesota? Yeah, I was like, I'm not doing that again. We're just going to move down there if we're doing this. Wow. Okay. So you were down there, you said six six months? I was down there for a year okay. Um, and things were going great. I was killing it. I built my team up. I had five, six, seven different territories rolling. And um, the, the, the bottom got ripped out from underneath me on that program. They basically, the um, Dave Ramsey industry, deal. Yeah. The Dave Ramsey deal. So the SEC came out and basically said, Hey, you can't tell people they need to go talk to this person on the radio to listen to what you have to say. That's, that's a uh, uh, bias. It's conflict of interest. So they basically changed the entire program. And after that, it sucked. We went from getting like 30 leads a month to maybe like five. Oh, dear and, Lord. And the five we were getting weren't good. So at that point, my business tanked again. And um, that was right around when I started learning. Uh, I was doing a lot of you know mutual funds, term insurance, 401ks, IRAs. Yeah. And I started learning more about real estate and gold and silver and the Federal Reserve Bank and all of this stuff that I had never been been taught about. Um, so all of this kind of coincided. And when that happened, um, the end result was I ended up giving that business away. We just gave it to a colleague. Uh, we were making about 200,000 a year and I just restarted from zero at that point. Hold it. You, your, your income was 200 grand or the company total? My income was about 200 grand on that business. Okay. And yeah. you gave it away? Yeah, I gave it, I gave it to a colleague down there. Dude, I need 200 grand. Give me 200 grand. <laughs> I'm good hey, now. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. <laughs> you have to ask. You have to ask. So, so, so here you are. Uh, first off, you literally like you're representing Dave Ramsey and you committed a cardinal sin against <laughs> Dave Ramsey. It's the worst sin. Like but you open a credit card. What the hell's wrong with you? Right. It was between it was between that or my let my right. hotel expire and I've got to go call my clients and be like, hey, uh, can I stay with you? Right, right. right. <laughs> the guy that just advised your finances, can I stay with you? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so so that's dude, that's messed up. So so here you are. Um now you you moved to Minnesota, Dave gets busted. I'm kidding, it wasn't Dave. <laughs> um, but it kind of sounds like it was like, hey, don't, you can't do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and so, um, you're, <laughs> you're in Minnesota and is that when you go, we're going back to Alaska cause it's too cold in Minnesota. Yeah. So it was around, um, it was late, late 2016 when we went back to Alaska. Okay. So I, I had continued watching Grant and, yep. and studying his stuff. And that was around, if you remember, that was around when he really started talking about real estate. Yep. And, and I had always, so when I was brand new in Primerica, 
And I'll never forget this. One of my very first appointments with one of my war market guys, uh, my best friend's dad, he's like 50. And I sit down and I give him the pitch and I go through it perfect. And after that appointment, he didn't buy. Not only did he not buy, he said, Jerry, when you're ready to learn how money really works, come talk to me. And I was like, I was like, like insult to injury. Like, what the hell, man? Like, you could just say no. Yeah, you don't have to be a jerk about it. I was 19 and I'm like, I'm not calling this guy for anything ever again. Right. And so fast forward till, till like middle of 2016. And I see Grant does a video about real estate versus the stock market. Yeah. And so I had been preaching Dave Ramsey's, you know, 12% returns in the market, yada, 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 yada. And right. uh, Grant showed 12% in real estate and it looked a lot less risky than the stock market. So right. I started researching it. And, and I did all of the research on all of these things. And what I came down to was like the, I never knew there was a central banking system, learned about that. I was sick to my stomach for like three days after that one. Right. Uh, that same week, the big short came out yep. and I watched that movie and I realized that I was the broker. Wow. Like if, you, if you watch that movie, the entire movie, like the, um, what's the guy's name? Ryan, the dude with the blonde hair, Ryan. Um, don't know. You know I don't think I've seen it. I don't think okay, so, so so check that movie out but the yeah. guy basically like throughout the movie the broker character he's going around pitching deals hey you got to get on this you got to get in on that got and it. everyone loses money but him he makes all the commissions on it so i like finished Ber- that movie bernie made off <laughs> i'm sitting i'm sitting there and i'm like i'm that like i am that guy right now oh and my god dude. so all of this culmination happened and like i literally like i didn't want to do what i was doing anymore like it, it was wow. I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't want to sell it. I didn't want to buy it. I, I wanted nothing to do with it. And so I went through about three months of just like trying to figure out like how to make it happen for me anyways. And it just wasn't going to happen. Like this industry is so like, like one tracked towards yeah. the retail system. Yeah. And um, so I, I basically at that point, that was when I was like, Hey, like just give the business over to this guy. Let's go back up to Alaska. And, and one of those phone calls was back to the guy that told me, Hey, when you're ready to learn how money works, give me a call. So I call him up four years later and his name's Chris. And I'm like, Chris, remember this? He's like, yeah, I've been waiting for this phone call. And, uh, he and where's, where's he live in Minnesota? He lives up here in Alaska too. Oh, okay. Okay. So we, we came back up and, and basically, uh, late 2016, we didn't have a product. We like, we weren't doing any of the IRAs and term insurance. So we had to really look at like, what is the actual right thing, like the valuable final product we're going to deliver? And yeah. what's the tool that's actually going to deliver that? Because it's not mutual funds and it's not stocks. Right, right. Wow. So so Chris is the guy that you call. And, but hold on. So that three-month period, you said there was about three months where you kind of got depressed or, or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you, like you gave away your $200,000 business. Um, not sure if you were sitting on a ton of cash to pay your bills and stuff, but, um, did you think about like calling Dave Ramsey and going, dude, you're so full. Of- <laughs> like <laughs> like you've, you killed my dreams. You butthead. Like, I mean, <laughs> did you think about that stuff? Like I'm going to call I- Dave Ramsey and give him a piece of my mind. I didn't really like my, my mindset has always been like, when I realize, like, if I realize someone's an idiot or they do me yeah. wrong, like, I'm not going to come after you. I'm just, we're done. 
Like we're done. That's I'm, I'm going to go do my thing. I'm going to be successful anyways. I don't need to reassociate and go back. Right, right, right. So do you, do you regret getting that credit card? I don't. <laughs> It was the it was the start of something beautiful. It was the start of my downfall with with Dave Ramsey. So, <laughs> so, so you end up back in Alaska. You connect with Chris. He's like, I'm gonna tell you all about how money really works. And so you start really becoming educated in a totally different fashion, obviously yeah. than than what Dave Ramsey teaches. Um, and and where where did things go from there for you? So with that. At that point, we started uh, basically. We it was an entirely different company. So it was in um, December of 2016 is when we formed uh, the new company, which is what we're doing now, the the current business. And that was based on uh, real estate. That was based on gold and silver. That was based on uh, private placement investments, whole life insurance, like things. If you look back at like what did wealthy people actually do, that's the stuff they actually did. And, and so that's, we that's the wealth dynamics. That's wealth dynamics now. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's kind of something we slowly built out. We started with literally just one product and that was a real estate product um, that we actually partnered with Chris on. So we, we formed our own uh, private placement fund and we started doing mobile home park investing. So instead of saying, Hey, Ken, here's a 12% mutual fund. I could say, Hey, Ken, here's a mobile home, mobile home park fund. Uh, your first position security on the collateral, you're getting paid 12% interest. And if it doesn't pay you, you can foreclose and take your home back. Um, instead of like the market crashed and you got nothing. Is it so this, this Chris you're talking about lives in Alaska? Yeah. Cause I know another Chris that does a lot with mobile home parks Chris, in Louisiana. Yeah, I love yeah, Chris Rude. Yeah. Chris Rude is dope. So oh, I he's my boy. Yeah, but, yeah, I yeah. love Chris. So, so you, you, uh, <laughs> that's funny that there's two different Chris's in this world doing that stuff. But so, so, so you got into the man, that's where every, and my wife and I were literally just having this conversation today. Like everybody I know that's wealthy has in one way or another created wealth via real estate. Yeah. I it's mean, incredible. Look, look at Grant. Yeah. And it's too, it's too consistent to ignore. Yeah. I, everybody has to live somewhere. Yeah. What about igloo parks? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have those up there? <laughs> I'm just teasing. Dude. Uh, but like, like, Dude, that's so, so you guys got into this and, but you were also, I mean, don't you still do some forms of insurance or no? So we do uh whole life insurance. Oh, okay. so you basically it's a, it's a, it's a jacked up, like really high cash value. Yeah. The purpose of it though is to go invest it in real estate. The, the whole life is. Yeah. So it's still like the, the whole nest egg concept of like, Hey, let's build up this giant nest egg and you're going to live off of it. Right. idiotic in my opinion it's not smart it's how you run out of money so when you accumulate like a policy it's let's structure it to where we have really high cash value we pull it out yeah. and then we go do one of these deals because that's the real asset this just beefs up the deal more weren't you you were at the 10x growth conference this year right yeah yeah i think hold it didn't you come up to the suite that we were in i was in jason alt suite i don't think i did i think i saw i think jason came to my suite Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, I thought maybe Did I met. But so I was up there. I was in Jason's suite. Yeah. Okay. But but the um. So so, I, my wife and I literally today we watched um, because she hadn't heard of Ty Lopez. I said, wait a minute, and I pulled up his speech from the and we watched that from the 10x Growth Con, and he talks about how the the rule of 72, right? He's like, yeah. You have a thousand dollars in nine years, it'll double. You'll have two thousand dollars. Nine years from then, you're gonna have eighteen thousand dollars or ten years, whatever. And he goes, so basically, in thirty years, when you're dead, you're gonna have eight thousand dollars. Yeah, the rule of seventy-two just doesn't work. So, but what's your take on that? Because there's a lot of people that, that are like, oh, I, I can double my money every seven or nine years or whatever. Yeah, I think we're focusing on the wrong function. Like, for me, wealth is defined as passive income greater than income savings and taxes. Mm. And so I'm not thinking about my return and I'm not thinking about doubling. I'm thinking about does that passive income number equate to greater than my, my expenses, my taxes, and my savings? And if it doesn't, I'm not financially free and it doesn't matter what my returns are. Wow. That's awesome. So what's, who's your average customer? Who's the average person that you're talking to? We kind of work with everyone. We, we do really, really well with, um, uh, families, like people that are, are, you know, mom and dad, they have kids, they have the home. They're really like, they're doing the right things and they're trying to make it. Um, yeah. but what, what's happening is that they're giving their money to all these institutions. So they're, they're doing the right things, but the right things, even though their intentions are great, aren't actually moving the needle forward for them. Right. And that's, that's probably our number one. And then I love working with, with the, the Jerry Fettas of the world, the, the young guy, the young girl, that's just ambitious. Yeah. Um, you know, they don't always have like giant amounts to money to, of money to start out investing, but those are the guys that if I tell them, Hey, this is the plan, they're going to go after it on fire. Like they're ready to go. Right. Right. And, and these guys, I mean, are, are you, are you asking them to dump a hundred thousand dollars into something or smaller amounts or, I mean, what about the guy that's just the kid, the guy, whoever that's just starting out or just starting over or, or whatever, and they don't have a hundred grand to put into a mobile home park investment or whatever you just called it. <laughs> yeah. So you, you kind of just tracked the progression of my business that used to be the businesses. Let's do those deals. Uh, and then I realized like, wait, most people can't. And so how do I help most people can so that they're doing these deals? So right. that's when we came out with, like, I started looking at where can they stack cash and we didn't want it to be an IRA. We didn't want it to be a mutual fund. And that's what I, I realized it's, it's life insurance. If you do higher the cash value, that guy can put a hundred dollars a month into it. Yeah. We're not saying at 12%, you're 30 and you're rich. We're saying stack cash. Let's get stack cash. Let's set a five-year goal so that you do have the hundred grand or you do have the 50 grand and we go put that into a deal. Um, and and yeah. so that was kind of the backward progression. And then even before that, we realized that the guy that's not saving isn't saving because there's something he doesn't understand. So then it became, okay, well, I need to first be able to educate someone and I need to be able to give them a plan to, we call it unconfuse you about money. Uh, my industry is great at confusing people about money. That's how they make money, quite frankly. So we focus on let's unconfuse the person about money. Let's give them a blueprint. Like here's where you're at. Here's where you need to be. And here's all the steps we're going to take on saving, on debt, on insurance, on taxes, on right. all nine yards. And holistically, we're going to do this big push with your finances 
so that right. you can actually live out your ideal scene. So if, if for the, but the average, you know, the average person doesn't understand all that stuff, right? Right. They, we, you know, uh, we all are out here. We see the people like Grant Cardone or Tony Robbins or, 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 you know, even some people still listen to that Dave guy, you know, um, we see Ty Lopez, we, you know, all, all these people out here that, that are in the public eye and, and we're like, man, look at them. They're killing it. And Grant keeps talking about these, these real estate funds. And all I have to do is drop five grand and I'm rich, <laughs> like, yeah. which, which isn't the case. Right. But like, yeah, but, but it's, it's definitely a step towards building wealth and, and, but like, how do you explain to the average person that, that may not have more than a high school education, never read one single thing about financial stuff? How do you help that person like go from completely living in the dark to starting to see the light? How, what's the one thing you can say to them that, that helps them see it? Yeah, so I would start, and we work with that that person actually quite frequently. I would start with finding out like what they're struggling with, and so if I'm on a phone call with that person, like I'm 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 focusing on like, hey, where where's the bleeding? Like, where are you are you in debt right now? Are you are you worried about bills? Like, where is your attention? And yeah. where where their attention is is usually where there's a misunderstanding. So then I'm right. looking at, okay, well, if you're focused on debt, let's go look at your numbers. So we'll actually sit down and I'll, I'll line up. I just did this with a lady last week. Let's line out every single debt you have. She had like 20 of them and let's figure out how do we get this mess handled? And it's, it's it. just like a, a little mini program. We're going to handle it and then yeah. we're going to move on to the next one. And then we're going to handle it. And through that, that constant communication back and forth and those handlings, they're going to build up more confidence and more education. So how, what are you doing? And, and again, we've kind of gone on to a business tangent a little bit. Um, this is more, more about <clears throat> life in general, I think, but there's a lot of, and, and look, you're in Anchorage, Alaska, dude. And, and yeah. I know your name very, very well. In fact, yeah, I know your name really well. I, you and I have had the conversations about the messages I get from your people all the time. Like it's yeah. nonstop, right? And and short of blocking you, <laughs> I'm kidding. But like it's all the time. And so that's 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 what I what I really want to dig into is you know probably less about what you're doing to change. Uh, Cause I know what you do is, is, is awesome. I know you're helping a lot of people, but dude, my brother sells insurance, right? Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people that sell life insurance and, and all the different multitudes of, of, and forms of it. Like there's a lot, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> here you are, Mr. Jerry Feta. I don't even know how old you are, but I know you're younger than me. Um, you're in Anchorage, Alaska. <clears throat> it's minus 10 degrees right now. Feels like minus 10. Feels degrees. like, feels like, feels like, feels like, feels like, it's only minus three. Let's not get carried away. And, and so, but dude, people all over the United States from sea to shining sea have heard your name over and over and over and over and over. What is it that you're doing? Because it's a noisy marketplace, bro. I don't care what kind of business you're in. It's noisy, yeah. right? What is yeah. it that you're doing, man, That's that's got 
your name so well known out there? Because I think in another two to five years, you're going to be like EF Hutton. You probably don't even know who that is. I don't know who that is. You don't? I don't. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. Anyway, so EF Hutton was a big financial services manager back in the 70s and 80s. And he used to run, they ran commercials all the time. And you'd have two celebrities or two people, business people talking, going, yeah, well, my broker is EF Hutton. And then a noisy restaurant would get super quiet because he'd say, and EF Hutton says, and then silence and everybody's listening. Like, What's EF Hutton say? We want to know, right? So anyway, that's EF Hutton, but I don't even think EF Hutton's around anymore. But anyway, I digress. So what is it that you're doing to to get so much attention? I mean, it's really uh, pretty simple. So I focus on content. How can I produce content? And that's something where I think, in all honesty, I think I've got an advantage in my industry just because people don't advertise. They don't, they don't promote, they don't talk about what they do. It's very old school. It's BNI and, and chamber yeah. groups and, and yeah. all that's great. But you know, like you said, think about when is the last time you saw a financial advisor or an insurance guy do a live stream? Almost never. Never. Um, and, and so that's something I picked on early is, is, um, and I got this, I think from doing bodybuilding, when somebody is weak at something, I exploit the hell out of it. So I look mm. at, like if they're not promoting, that is 100% what I'm going to do. And, and that's, that's basically what I did is early on, I started doing articles and videos, uh, mimicking people like grants. Um, actually, uh, one of my guys that I work with, you guys probably know Robert Sislo. Um, Love he's, Rob. he's helped me tremendously in that. Like, don't even, don't even think about views and impressions and like, I don't know how to build a Facebook ad. Right. I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to do that. I know how to write a great article. I know how to do a video. I know how to speak with reality to your problem. Yeah. And I know how yeah. to be a good person. Like when you get on my comments, I'm not antagonistic to you. I'm not going to make you wrong. You can hate you all that, but I'm going to treat you like a human being. and I'm going to try and help you either way. I think it's a combination of that. Cause initially it's like, I know it comes off as spammy, like DMS and like all this stuff, but at some point I'm going to get to you and you're going to look at me and I'm going to do something you can't forget in a good way. Right. And you're going to be like, wow. And that's, that's my opening. Dude. I love that. I love that. Rob Sislow's helped me with a lot of stuff too. I love that dude. Rob's so, a beast. He's a beast. So, so, so you're okay. So you're just doing what other people aren't doing. I mean, I yeah. have a course on it. I, I have a, 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 a live streaming course. Like people need to learn this stuff, man. They need to learn this stuff. They need to know. I don't care what business you're in. And I think you'd agree with this. doesn't matter what business you're in. You got to get attention. Yeah. And Grant, Grant talks about it. How do you get attention? He's hanging out the freaking window of a, a, a Mercedes SUV screaming at people on the streets in Hollywood going, Hey, follow me on Instagram. Right? Like, yeah, you got to get attention. Yeah. And it has to be like, I'm really big on, on like systems and kind of logically picking things apart. And I think what the business owner and the entrepreneur doesn't realize is, is we, we all realize we need leads. Yeah. Like I need a lead. And that's, that's the business problem I had is I needed a lead. So I put it all on Dave Ramsey. That's where I'm going to get my leads from. 
Right. The problem was is those people weren't interested in me. They were interested in Dave Ramsey. So in order to get somebody to be a lead, first they have to be a follower. And before they're a follower, they need to be interested. And before they're interested, they need to be aware. And, and movement is what generates attention. So if I'm not moving through the marketplace, no one's going to be aware that I'm there and they can't be interested. And so it, it's this, it's very, um, it's a very big paradigm shift because the socialization we go through as, as people and young adults and then adults is don't do that, you know, be very under the radar and, and fit in and, and make sure that you're well liked, yep. but it doesn't teach you like, Hey, there, like there's, there's producers and consumers. And if you're a producer, you've got to be moving or you're never going to get your product out. That's right. That's right. And have you gotten to the place I have just an FYI? I um, mean, it took me a while, but I've gotten to this place where, you know, I can remember for the longest time, really what I cared about was that everyone liked me and loved me. And now I don't care. I mean, I do, but I don't really. I like, yeah. you know, it's like Grant says, there's seven and a half billion people on planet Earth. <laughs> right. Yeah. The it's odds are the odds yeah. are in my favor that if you don't like me, I can find somebody that will. Yeah. Right. So so do you do you find yourself in that mindset now where it's like, I want you to like me. I want you to I, I want to have a good, you know, two-way flow communication with you and relationship. But but man, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah, and I think I think I started there a little bit early just because in 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 a small community like Anchorage, I'm the most hated financial services professional in town. <laughs> um, and, it, and it's, and it's been like that since day one. So I was used Love to just it. people who don't like me. Um, and, and so for me, it was almost polar opposite. I think the struggle I had was, was not being antagonizing. Yeah. Um, cause when I sit down, if it's competitive, like they have this advisor, I offer this product. I related to bringing a gun to a knife fight before guns were invented. Right. Um, right. And it's just kind of like, what, like, what are you doing, man? Um, so right. I think, I think what I've evolved to now is, you know, still not caring, but also not a, like not making someone wrong on purpose. Like I don't need to right. antagonize you and make you wrong in order to prove my point. If right. we do business, we do business. If we don't, you know, we're probably not hanging out, but it doesn't mean that I have to, you know, aggressively not like you. Right. 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 Love that dude. Dude, you have some really like you're, you're, uh, for a young dude, and I, I'm assuming you're in your 20s. For, for I think I'm 27, maybe. 20, yeah. 27, yeah. But dude, you've got some very, very mature thinking going on. And I, I, I love that, man. That's that's pretty awesome. Thank so, you. So for the, you know, look, I've I've had my company for, um, well, I, I freelanced since, since about 2002. And then I, I started my, my LLC in 07. And, and so, you know, I've been, been around for, uh, quite a while. Um, and along the journey, because, you know, dude, I didn't go to college and I, I'm pretty sure that even if I would have gone to college, they do not teach you how to deal with all of the different possible problems you're going to face in a business, right? So, you know, I've hit some pretty big obstacles along the way. Couldn't pay the bills, couldn't make payroll, had a car repossessed in front of my employees, lost a house to repossession I, I, or foreclosure. I, I, everything that could go wrong probably did in a lot of ways, right? 
Yeah. Um, and I learned a lot along the way. Don't get me wrong, but for that, that, that guy or that gal that's, that's there right now where they're like, man, <clears throat> it's 2020. Everybody's all excited about their goals and, and I'm not hitting mine. I don't know what the heck's wrong. What do you say to that person to help them in the moment? And first off, have you ever experienced any of that? Um, yeah. And, and second, what do you say to the person? What did you do to get through it? Yeah. So I, I would say just for context, um, I've been in business, uh, in financial services for almost a decade now. And I would say the first half to two thirds, I sucked. Yeah. And, and, and I know there's, I know there's the, you know, time on task over time. And if you just keep trying in the effort, but there's also something to be said for just operating with the wrong information. If you operate with the wrong information, if I have the wrong information, I'm going to suck and I'm not going to unsuck until I get rid of that wrong information. So I would say for the person that's hitting those barriers, yeah, like go find out, do I have the right information? And the best way to do that is ask, who did I get it from and who did they get it from and who did they get it from? If I can't trace it all the way back to someone smart, yeah. I have to assume it's the wrong information. Yeah, And, and so that's when my business changed. I think the obstacles... Uh, and it doesn't mean I'm obstacle free. They happen all the time. We've had crazy stuff happen in the last year that I never would have guessed would happen. And we still had to buck up and make it happen. Yeah. But it was less because I wasn't causing it. Instead, I was causing the right things and I was causing them in such volume that they overweigh the wrong things. The other obstacles that really are out there. Love that, man. Love that. So, so it's just a matter of getting educated getting educated, but also, um, getting uneducated on stuff that I believe currently that's not helping me. And, yeah. and the problem there lies, you know, this, a lot of that stuff I'm emotionally attached to because I learned yeah. it from someone I care about and I don't want to make them wrong, but yeah. it doesn't mean I've got to cling to it. I, when I, I flew to Vegas recently and I sat right next to a professor of a, a local college, um, and we had we had a pretty interesting conversation, man. Because yeah. he said, "I, I, he's, I think he was like the business college. I, I don't know. He, he was." Uh, and I said, "Well, so you know, I, I brought up a couple of things, and I said, so where did you learn what you teach?" And and he's like, "Well, from my professors." And I'm like, "Have you ever owned a business?" And he's like, "No." And I'm like, "What, <laughs> dude? What?" How can you teach something that you've never done? Like what? There's no logic. There's no logic. And he said to me, and he was, he was like South American. Um, he was from South America, Argentina or something originally. And, and, and he great guy. And he said, well, we do tell our students that, you know, uh, that this is all theory. <laughs> I'm like, what you're giving somebody a piece of paper based on theory like what like, the hell can, can imagine getting into an uber car and having to sign a disclosure that's disclosure that's like warning this driver has never driven a car before right, <laughs> like, right. What? Like, <laughs> yeah so so and that that's what is is a trip is people are out there getting information from people that have no clue like they don't yeah. know you, you don't know until you face not being able to make payroll. You don't know. Like yeah. you don't know. You think, you know, but you don't know. And I've been there and it sucks. It's a horrible, horrible place. But yeah. you know what? With each, each obstacle like that, we learn and we grow from it and, and we unlearn what we thought we knew. Yeah. Right? All of that stuff. So, so 
what's the number one thing you would tell anybody that's watching that may own a business right now or just whatever they're just trying to get to the next level in life what is the number one thing you would say to them to motivate them and help them get to that next level right now so this this is something i love this question by the way um i had this realization i think when i was 20 and and this applies i believe to everyone um we as people we have never once been wrong every every goal that i've ever set i've always achieved mm. and, and that's not like a, a walk on calls esoteric it's literally like like um if i set my alarm let's say i set my alarm to seven o'clock but i hit snooze and don't wake up till 7 15 my viewpoint could be oh man i failed at my goal but no my goal really was to wake up at 7 15. and ah. i succeeded at that and i succeeded that a hundred percent of the time so what i decide not what I tell myself and not what I say I'm motive, motivated about. What I decide always happens. And if I can realize that, if, if you, the entrepreneur, can realize that every single decision, like real decision that I've ever made has always happened, that's powerful. And then I've just got to figure out, all right, how do I make sure I'm actually deciding, like deciding on the right stuff? Decide means the, the etymology of that means to cut off other options. So when I decided on 715, I cut off seven. <laughs> but you still set the alarm for seven. Right. And that's that just hilarious? whatever makes myself that... feel good or, or fit in or whatever. <laughs> right. So you but I was show everybody the alarm on your phone, like, look, yeah. seven o'clock. Show Instagram. So I would <laughs> say that if, if you can have that mindset, then then you're going to succeed. It's just a matter of how long does it take. Deciding. Dude, it's going to blow your mind. I'm literally writing a book about making it making the decision literally i have a book i'm writing right now and it's it's on this exact topic because every single time i've made the decision to whatever i can remember smoking cigarettes i smoked cigarettes for 30 years and when i finally made the decision the decision like it, it took me years to make the decision to not smoke cigarettes anymore. It took me yeah. years, right? But once I finally made that decision, and and I mean made it, I'm not smoking cigarettes anymore, ever again, not happening, right? It was a breeze. Yeah. It's and that's, that's how it always is. Because yeah. the, the decision, the decision is followed up by action. Yep. So I would say if I if I broke down a decision and there wasn't action following it, it wasn't really a decision. It might have been a communication or or a goal, but it was not real. An idea. Yeah. <laughs> Which are cool. I mean, love I ideas. ideas. Yeah, I love. I'm really good with ideas, dude. Yeah. So many I've invented, people. Are. I've invented so many as seen on TV things before. I didn't ever do them. But. I know. Yeah. I've talked about that. There's this thing, this thing called the hundredth monkey theory. Have you ever heard of it? Uh -huh. It's a, it's a thing where they'll, they'll, the, Einstein said everything is energy in motion. So, you know, all thoughts are originated from they're floating around out here. We have access to everything. Right. And, and, and that's kind of what he was talking about. Well, there's this thing where the scientists will take a, take two monkeys from the same tribe or same family and they'll move one to a remote island on the other side of the world. They teach this first one, they'll teach it a new trick that monkeys don't do. They teach it a new trick 
And then within a very short amount of time, the monkey on the other side of the planet starts doing that same trick because yeah. it's all about that energy moving, right? That's why you'll have an idea. You'll go like, man, I have a beautiful idea for an automated tie rack for the closet. And man, if I could just do, yeah, oh, I could do that. Yeah. And then you don't do it. And then you're walking through the oh. store and you're like, yeah. Holy crap, six months later, th I, that's my invention, you a-holes. Why'd you take my invention? <laughs> that's the way it works. Yeah, yeah. That's the way it works, man. You got to take action. Massive action. It takes a ton. It does, man. But you're going to be doing action anyways. That's the thing. Like, it's not like, it's not like the alternative was to do nothing. You were going to do something. You were going to do something. That's right. Dude, you are a freaking rock star. I, I I love what you're doing, man. I, I, I really do. Yeah. I see you everywhere. I see, I, you know, obviously I'm getting your communications quite often. Um, but like, dude, you're, you're everywhere and you're, you're obviously a, a good, good person. I almost called you a kid. You're a kid to me. So, <laughs> so you're in relation. I think that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. You calling me old bro. So, so I'm kidding. So like, dude, what, like, how can everybody follow you? I do have a, I want to throw your, um, this is your, your website, right? Wellthinamics.com. Yeah. Um, so everybody make sure you go follow, um, go and where's the best place to follow you? Instagram, Facebook, where? Uh, as you said, everywhere. Um, but Instagram is probably my number one. So if you just uh, look me up at Jerry Feta. And uh, that's F-E-T-T-A with two T's, like the cheese, but I'm twice as good. <laughs> Feta. So um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, LinkedIn. everywhere. I think EDM, you and I are connected Steven, everywhere. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, dude, thank you. I appreciate you coming on, sharing some of your um, your story. You got a lot of great years in front of you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I, I'm I'm grateful. So everybody make sure that you're following Jerry Feta with two T's. F-E. Here, hold on. I can I can put your name up here. Here, hold on. Oh shoot. I gotta turn off that banner to do that. There's there's how you spell his name. F-E-T-T-A. That's how you spell his name. Make sure that you're following Jerry Feta. And hey, if you want to learn how to get wealthy or wealthier, you should hit him up because this, this dude can help you for sure. So hit this guy up. Jerry, thank you. I appreciate you, bro. Thanks for being on. Thank you, Ken. All right. And we will don't don't hang up on me. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Got another guest on tomorrow. So thank you guys so much. Appreciate you, Jerry. See you later.